The views expressed on the Own It podcast are that of Gunnar Esiason and his guests, and not necessarily those of the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Nothing in the Own It podcast should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who is experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar Esiason, and his guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to the Own It podcast, presented by the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Now, here's Gunnar Esiason. Hello, everyone. I'm Gunnar Esiason, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Own It podcast series presented by the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Joining us for today's podcast, a conversation with a fellow alum, is a really good friend of mine, Mallory Woodruff, talk about her experiences right after college and starting a family while dealing with cystic fibrosis. We are using Google Hangout to perform the podcast so that we are in accordance with the National Cystic Fibrosis Guidelines on Cross-Infection Protocols and Patient Interactions. It seems like we have known each other for about 10 or 15 years now. It's wild to think about how, th- how fast time has gone. Mallory is 29 now, and despite having cystic fibrosis, she is a Boston College graduate, just like me. And I guess we can say she paved the way for me up in Chestnut Hill. She's married to a strapping young dude, and I would definitely consider her a very successful person. Mallory, why don't you say hi to our listeners and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Gunnar. Um, hi, everyone. Like Gunnar said, I'm a graduate of BC as well, class of 2008. Um, now, my husband and I got married about a year and a half ago, and I live out in Greenwich, Connecticut with my dog, and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> All right, very cool. So let's jump into it here, and of course, we want to start with Boston College. Do you miss it every day like I do? Uh, definitely. Um, you know, I went back for my five-year reunion two years ago now, um, and I just had the best time. BC does a really good job. Um, with the reunions, you know, they had the 5, 10, 15, 20, all the way up to like 75-year reunions um, all on campus. We just had a blast. We stayed in Edmonds, which was a little scary, but um, it was really fun. Uh, Edmonds brings me back to sophomore year. I've lived there as well. Yeah. Also, uh, my five years coming up, so I, I'm totally scared that I have to do it, but it's coming and I can't wait. Are you going to go back to the, uh, the Notre Dame BC football game at Fenway Park in November? Yeah, my friends and I are all trying to figure out a plan for that. You know, I have a couple of friends who still live in the BC, or rather the Boston area, um, so we're all trying to figure out who's staying where and, you know, what, what else we can do that weekend to celebrate. And I'm hoping I can go too. Um, so, yeah, I know it's totally unfortunate that we're past our college years now. Believe me, I, I hate it every day. Real life has set in. So what are you doing for work now? So right now I actually work for my family business, which is great because um, you know, after having a couple of full-time jobs after college, I came to the realization that part-time was definitely the way to go for me, um, so I could take good care of myself. Um, so working for um, our company, which is called Kings Point Ventures, and we operate about 50 Dunkin' Donuts um, stores in the New York, Connecticut areas, as well as in Indianapolis and um, Raleigh, North Carolina. So I get to do a little bit of traveling, nothing crazy, but um, I get to make my own hours, which is key for me. Are you able to uh, work from home, or do you go into an office setting? Um, I work from home, or I'm, you know, I'm out on the road, um, and we do have an office, which is in Mount Vernon, so that's only about 20 minutes away from my house. Um, so I get to, you know, I, go, I try to go into the office about once a week, um, but otherwise I'm working from home. Cool. That's yeah. very impressive that you, uh, that you deal with all of that, yet you also conquer CF like a champ. How are you able to manage uh, both CF and your working life? Um, 
you know, time management has become a big part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, going to college, I think, you know, the first couple of years, it's you're um, you have a lot of free time and you're kind of tasked with the burden of organizing yourself and managing your time well. So I kind of learned how to do that in college and um, kind of let that transfer into my post-life college um, or post-college life. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, time management's really been key for me. I totally agree with you. I think I learned a lot about time management in college. There's a lot of ways to really fill your free time in college, and that, I think that sort of helped me as I've gotten older. Um, but despite our best efforts, sometimes we do get sick, and there's no way around it. How do you deal with work and CF if you need to go on IVs for two weeks or something? Um, yeah, so I actually just finished a, a course of IVs, and um, you know everyone that I work with, I have a small office. There's only about eight of us. <clears throat> Excuse me. So everybody knows um, <clears throat> what I, you know, that I have to do IVs sometimes or stay, you know, stay home more than I want to. But um, I think just being open about it and just kind of saying, look, this is what I have to do to do to what I need to do here at the office. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, just I think just being open about it and um, just putting your best foot forward, really. So your coworkers obviously know about your cystic fibrosis. Do you think that's definitely a positive? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely has its positives and it has its negatives, too. I mean, no one except for the people who have CF really know what it's like. Mm -hmm. um, so as much as they say, oh, I understand, um, you, you, there's always a part of them that really doesn't. Um, so I just try to be as open with them, but, you know, not obviously not giving them too many details, but just enough that they need to know so that I can do what I need to do. And I kind of phrase it so that it's, you know, I want to do what I have to do here, and that's um, my top priority, so this is what I have to do in order to, to put in the best work I, have, I can here. I totally agree with you. Um, so have you ever considered uh, disability, or have you ever had to go on disability? I know some CF patients deal with this question quite a bit. Yeah, so one time um, I had two full-time jobs after college, um, and I guess on my <clears throat> second job, about six months in, I had to go in IVs, um, and I really wasn't doing very well because I'd been working too hard and kind of um, just overdoing it, so I <laughs> had to go on short-term disability. I think it was for about three weeks, um, and again, like... I do now. I just said, look, this is what I have to do so that I can come back full force and do what we need to get done here at the office. And um, this is where I'll be. This is what I'll be doing. This is how you can reach me if you need to. And um, that's that. So it definitely seems like you're, you're very much owning your CF. But uh, I want to get away from the working life and move on to the more fun stuff. You're married now. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I know some people may say that developing long-term relationships or really even creating new relationships can be a challenge because of CF. How did you overcome that, and when did you realize you were struck by Cupid's arrow? <laughs> um, um, you know, it's, like I said, I've always been pretty open about it, so uh, my husband and I actually grew up in the same town. Mm -hmm. um, so he knew who I was, and he knew... Um, that I had CF. He really didn't know anything about it. Um, so, you know, as we started to date, 
he would ask questions and I'd just be honest with him and you know and he saw that I was open about it and that I did make a concerted effort to balance um, you know my CF life with my regular life um, and I think that again that's important um, and actually we met in New York City at a bar uh -huh. and he came up and introduced himself to me and I made fun of him because he did not remember me from kindergarten. We actually went to kindergarten together. And um, so I gave him a hard time about that. And, you know, we were having a girls night. So I kind of, um, you know, gave him a few minutes and then said, okay, it was great to see you. And then a couple oh. months later, he, uh, he asked me out on a date and that was it. The rest is history. Yeah. Uh, do you think being open about it is definitely something that you would encourage other CF patients to do when they're developing a relationship? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would kind of follow your gut instinct and do what you're comfortable with. Um, you know, sometimes saying, you know, if you know if you're coughing a lot or you're sick at the time that you meet somebody new and then you're trying to have a relationship with them, you can always just say, yeah, I've got like this asthma type thing going on, and so I cough a bit. And then you know, as things progress, you can kind of say, well, you know, this is actually um, what it is, and be open with them. Um, so kind of, you know, do with what you're comfortable with, and you can kind of figure out ways to ease into it, and um, yeah, ease into it. All right, cool. So for some married couples, starting a family is the next step in the whole life process. Yeah, is that something that you want to do? Do you want to have kids someday? Yeah, my husband and I um, definitely want to have kids. Um, we're actually working on that right now in terms of. Um, having a gestational surrogate. Um, my doctor and I discussed having kids, um, and I, you know, we, my husband and I both definitely want to start a family. So instead of, you know, risking my health and becoming pregnant, um, we decided that a gestational surrogate would be the way to go because it would just sort of eliminate the possibility of all the things that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. um, so right now we're actually working on that, and hopefully within the next year or so we'll be pregnant via yeah. someone else. <laughs> so no kids right now, but hopefully soon. Good luck yeah. with that. Um, I know you have a dog, it sounds like. Um, I have two Jack Russells personally, and they're crazy, and they yeah. keep me going. He's actually um, jumping up on me as we speak. Oh, very nice. What's his name? Um, his name is Reggie, and he's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, so he's... He's about 25 pounds. He's kind of big for a spaniel, but um, yeah, he's jumping up on me right now and chewing on my finger. <laughs> you are a dog. Uh, does that ever create any issues for your CF, or have you ever considered that there might be some health issues a part of that, or do you think having a pet's a good thing? Um, I love having a pet. You know, I actually grew up without pets. My mom was very allergic, and she always thought it wasn't a good idea for us, um, just because of all the dander and um, allergens that they do bring into the house. Um, but ever since I've got Reggie, he is just such a cutie pie. He really, you know, when I was on IVs, he definitely knew something was up. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I would be sitting doing my meds, and he would just come and sit down next to me and kind of nuzzle into me and kind of, you know, he could just tell. He knew he had to be calm, and he wasn't his usual, you know, play with me, play with me self. He just kind of chilled and took it easy with me, so that was nice. I totally feel the same way about my dogs. Uh, so sticking with the topic of family here, one of your sisters, Catherine, also has CF, while one of your younger sisters, Galen, thankfully does not. 
what, what, what was your family dynamic like growing up, and how is Catherine doing these days? Yeah, so growing up, Catherine and I um, were two years apart. So um, you know, people often thought we were twins because we look, we look very similar. Um, and then when I was nine, my mom had Galen, who um, does not have CF. And, you know, the, the three of us are super close. Mm -hmm. um, even though I'm nine years older than Galen, she's very mature. You know, from a young age, she knew what CF was, and she knew that she didn't have it, and that she, her two sisters had a lot to deal with. So she was very um, just positive and just like a very calming force in our lives. Um, we actually had a funny story the other day. She finally admitted to the fact that when we were younger, she would go and sneak drink our Scandi shakes because oh. we liked the taste of them. And we were oh. wondering why she was gaining so much weight and Catherine and I were not. And uh, so we finally figured that one out. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, wow. So tell, uh, tell them I say hi. And uh, maybe we can get you and Catherine on here for another podcast one time and, and let you keep <laughs> it for a while. I think yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Uh, so uh, we're just about out of time here, but do you have any advice for, for our listeners, really just about anything? Um, yeah, I would just say, you know, time management really has been a valuable um, lesson. Sometimes you have to learn it the hard way, but um, it's something that I definitely work and struggle with every day, but it's also, you know, a blessing to be able to master it. Um, also, just staying positive, I think, has really been a... a, a uh, a good thing in my life, um, you know, just trying to look at the, you know, my little sister when she was little, she would always say, you know, making lemons, rather making lemonade out of lemons, so, I don't know, I always kind of keep that in the back of my head and just try to look at the positive in every situation. Cool. Um, so, yeah, those two things, I think, are really what keep me going on a day-to-day -day basis, and I would definitely um, advise anybody out there to try to do the same. I like that a lot. So you're not free to go yet. Uh, I like to have a few laughs myself at any of these things. So we're going to go through a few little games here. Okay. Uh, first is a word association game. So I'm going to give you a word or phrase, and I want the first thing that comes to mind, all right? Okay. All right, so the easiest treatment you do? Um, Baflovest. Um, when I say pick line, what has come to your mind? Uh, pain. <laughs> a PFT. Sorry, I, I couldn't hear the last one. Uh, PFT? Oh. Um, stress. <laughs> what about hospital? Uh, yuck. Uh, what about the hardest treatment you do? Um, running. I really hate running. Uh, what about coughing? Um, mucus. Ugh. Lovely. <laughs> All right, and so finally for today's random trivia. <clears throat> Ronald Reagan was the 40th president of the United States. Grover Cleveland was the 24th, and my favorite color is red. Can you name the four Boston College academic buildings that make up the saying, Doug Flutie likes girls? Um, Devlin, Fulton. Oh, my gosh, what is the L? Lions, and Gasson. Very well. Very good job. All right. <laughs> well, thank you, Mallory, for joining us today. It was great talking with you. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. This has been Gunnar Sison for the Own It podcast series. 
presented by the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Got questions for Gunner? Send them to us. If you're on Facebook, you can send them to us at facebook.com slash Boomer Foundation. You can Twitter us at twitter.com slash cystic fibrosis or twitter.com slash G17 Esiason. And you can also send an email to Gunner at gunnersblog at esiason.org. When Gunner answers your question, we'll credit you. So get busy and send them in.